Hello, and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today is day two with our special guest, president and CEO of End Time Ministries, the editor of End Time Magazine, and the host of the End Time TV and radio show, Reverend Dave Robbins. Our co-hosts today are Marcella Woodall, Mondo De La Vega, and I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Gray Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our show today. We have Reverend Dave Robbins back with us, one of the foremost authorities in the last days and just just the Bible, all the Mm. prophetic things from the Bible. And he's one of my favorites. He really <laughs> is. His late uh, father-in-law, Dr. Irwin Baxter, Irwin. used to host the show, and he was my favorite. And now, Dave Robbins, you're my favorite. Aww. Thank you, my friend. You really are. Love I'm not lying. Much. I don't. I don't. I won't lie on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Off TV, maybe. No, 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 I'm just yeah. joking. Yeah, that's a joke, everybody. That's a joke. You know what's so funny is that anytime, (laughs) anytime something happens around the world, you ask me to call him. It's true, literally. And I call you or I text you, email you. I want UPS because it's late. And he has a touch from what's going on in the world. And he was in Israel when the war started. And I got a hold of him. The day the war started, he called me then. Yeah, right. You were in the. In the war zone. Yes, yes. I in was. Israel, uh, we were October there. 7th. You heard the bombs? You yeah. saw them in the sky? We were up on Mount Masada the day, October 7th, it kicked off. I can see and it. So, and you sent um, the video to us that <laughs> we played you. for you. Yeah. Right. But you are one of the foremost voices for this hour, for That's this right. culture Amen. right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, we were discussing some things privately off, you know, you know, off the program. But it is the hour that every church must wake up yeah. to the idea that we are here. Wait a minute, We have Mondo. entered the moment. I don't, I don't think the church is awake, is alive to what's happening. Do you think the, the church knows where we're living? No. And many of them, especially when it comes to Bible prophecy, they are as asleep as it gets. That's why we do so many conferences in churches, mm-hmm. because a lot of them yeah. simply don't know. And But now that some of these things are happening and people are starting to wake up, mm-hmm. um, prophecy has become... People have become very, very interested in a yeah, to they Bible are. prophecy. Yeah, they are. Because even when I got out of prison, I would travel, uh, and, and it's true. pastors didn't really want to have me preach on the end times. They said, don't mm-hmm. scare my people. Yeah. I, I think they need to, to be uh, yeah, scared. Those first couple <laughs> of years, remember, Jim, those first few years, I remember, Mondo, we were discussing this the other day, the first couple of years of our marriage, which was over 25 years ago, we oh were my, on the are we road that old? all the time. We, in L.A., we lived. Mondo's like, you guys were hardly there, you know. Yeah. We were on the road preaching. But same thing. They yeah. would say, Jim, don't preach Revelation. Right. Wow. Just give your testimony. Yeah. Wow. And, oh, by the way, Lori, don't talk about your abortions because we don't have women in church that have been through abortion. Right. I'm like, oh, man. And we heard this over and over and over right. again, didn't we, honey, for the first few years. But I would preach on abortion and half the church would raise their hands that they'd had abortions even the men would admit that they'd had abortions in their families so uh, your show's on our network yes every thank you sunday sunday in the morning and then 
in the evening. Yes. Yeah. Sunday, Sundays at 11 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the PTL Network. You can tune in every week to watch the program that I recommend, that we recommend, the End Time Show. You're all over the world with your radio programs on YouTube, yeah. Facebook. I mean, people are hungry to know where we are. Real quick, get the PTL app. You're going to yes. love it. I love yes. the PTL app. I yes. And you can watch the art, all the shows on demand as well. Let's go to the B-roll of the End Time Show. Many ongoing prophetic fulfillments occurred in 2022, providing substantial evidence that we are in fact living in the end time. Under the seventh seal, the seventh trumpet, and the seventh vial, all are happening at the same time, and there is silence in heaven, and this is when the rapture takes place. There will be a one world government during the last stage of um, the human governments on the earth. There will be a leader over that one world government called the beast or the Antichrist. Now, I, I know that if, if you're just hearing this for the first time, you can say, whoa, 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 Dave, you're, you know, you're blowing me away here. This goes against everything I've ever been taught about prophecy. But once you understand that these things overlap and these are different events leading up to the second coming of Jesus Christ, the book of Revelation is the unveiling of Jesus Christ. Then the book of Revelation really starts to make sense. There, there are a lot of Christians today that don't really understand their salvation. There's, I, I know some Christians that have been Christians for years that are walking around with a guilty conscience. Ah, I did something uh, 15 years ago and Satan's still beating me up over that. Get over it. Death has been replaced with eternal life for those that have been born again. When is the last time you've heard so many people and news articles and different things talking about World War III could start tomorrow? Being on the brink of nuclear annihilation. Many, there will be nations that are wiped out or the majority of the people will be wiped out from some nations in this war. I mean, this generation has not yet experienced the anxiety of potential a nuclear conflict until now. Those who are unjust will remain unjust. And those who are filthy will face eternity in their filthy condition. That's why you've got to prepare now. Don't wait till, well, I'm going to wait till I hear the trumpet and then I'm going to get ready. No, 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 no. Be too late at that point. That's why we watch your show. Yeah. Right yeah. here on our it. network every week on yes. Sunday, yes. did you say? Yes, yes. Sunday at 11 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern every single week. But as Mom said, you can tune in on the go with the free PTL Network app. It. You just go to your store on, yeah. the, on, on the App Store. You download the PTL Network. It's free and you can have access to all of the broadcasts, but the in time show is available 24 hours a day on the go. Go and check that out. You can also visit our website, ptlnetwork.com to see your channel listing in your local areas as well. Yes. You know, I'm so glad to have you here this week, Dave, and uh, our nation's divided 
on every front. Mm -hmm. What is God speaking to you about the state of our nation? Well, right now, yeah. I mean, right now, what's we're we're really. I've never seen leadership so crazed. It's like they're anti-God and anti-American. Yeah. The thing is, is that we, the Bible says we don't war against flesh and blood. We're war against spirits, principalities, wickedness, darkness, and high places. That's right. And it's a spiritual battle that we're fighting here in the end time, you guys. And we need a, a spiritual revival. But there is hope for America because... If you remember back during the time of the Babylonian Empire, when the three Hebrew children, the book of Daniel, the three Hebrew children went into the fiery furnace. When they came out, Nebuchadnezzar said, from one act, one miraculous act, Nebuchadnezzar, who was the ruler of the Babylonian Empire, ruled the entire known world during that era. Nebuchadnezzar said, nobody in my kingdom will worship anybody's God but these guys' God. One miraculous act turned the entire global empire around in one day. And when you look at um, Daniel in the lion's den. When King Darius pulled Daniel up out of the lion's den, he said, nobody in my kingdom will worship anybody but Daniel's God. So I know that it looks pretty bleak here in America. However, I know that spir spiritual and uh, great revival is coming. The Bible prophesies the greatest time of revival the world's ever known is ahead of us. Yeah. Revelation chapter seven, seven, 7 is the revival chapter. And so... I view it as spiritual warfare. Yes, there are things going on. The government's trying to divide everybody on race and economic status, and I mean, you name it. But the thing is, I am an eternal optimist when it comes to this because I know the Bible. If you're biblically illiterate, then it's like the whole thing's going to blow apart and what's going to happen. But once you understand the Bible, I know that there will be people, there will be a great revival in the end time the um, John said in Revelation chapter 7, verse 1 through 8, it talks about the 144,000, the remnant of Jews that would be saved. Mm -hmm. Then in Revelation 7, 9, he said, John said, I looked, he's seeing a future vision of heaven. He says, uh, I turned and then I saw a multitude, no man can number, out of every kindred, people, tongue, and nation. Not just Jews, by the way. Every people, kindred, tongue, and nation. And the elder looks at John and he says, who are these individuals that you've seen in heaven? And John says, I don't know, thou knowest. And the elder says, these are they that came out of great tribulation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the people, the greatest time of revival in the, in the book of Acts, they could number the revivals. There were 3,000, there were 5,000 added to the church. But John said, I saw a multitude no man could number that came out of the great tribulation. So the greatest time of revival the world's ever seen is ahead of us. It's not behind us. So when I look at the state of America the Bible says, where sin doth abound, grace doth much more abound. Yeah. So I, I see the stage being set for a great end-time revival, not this, yes. you know, it's all flying apart and everything, because if you understand what happened to America, God chose America for the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost, for the Azusa Street revivals, all of those things, the initial outpouring, he chose the United States of America for that to happen in. So, of course, Satan's going to fight that, and he's going to try to divide it, and racial lines, and all the economic status and everything, and, you know, everybody getting their moral compass from Hollywood. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is that where sin doth abound, great doth, grace doth much more abound. So mm -hmm. I know and I believe that there is hope for America. I can prove that scripturally. And I know that the greatest time of revival the, wor the world's ever seen is ahead of us. And we don't teach prophecy from a fear factor. You talked about um, <clears throat> when you guys first started, that a lot of people didn't want you to teach prophecy yeah. because I don't want you to scare my church. <clears throat> when I go into a church to do a conference, 
I'm there to ignite that church for evangelism. We do, I'm, I teach prophecy line upon line, precept upon precept, but I do not teach it as fear. I teach it as faith and evangelism. And what's the church's role in the end time? Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 and 33 said, during the time of the Antichrist, they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. The church will not be a weak, anemic entity in a cave somewhere hiding Amen. from the Antichrist. We will, just like the early church did everything they did under the reign of a world government. The entire New Testament happened under the reign of a world government. The end time church will not be weak and anemic. We will be marching straight forward, Amen. winning souls, building yeah. the kingdom of God all the way to the end. That's the way I see America right now. Yeah. I believe God wants to pack their churches out instead of Amen. the church has been going down and it is time to go up. Amen. And I believe that if we're going to make it to heaven, we need to be close to Jesus and really stay with him. We need the word more now than ever. Absolutely. Help us uh, understand the conflicts uh, in the Middle East. We've been talking about it, the nations. Why are they so important? in Bible prophecy. Right. So just as we talked yesterday uh, about Hamas and Hezbollah and Hout the Houthis down in Yemen and Iran, the, really the head of the snake and everything they're involved with, with Mahdiism and things like that, one of the things that the Middle East region shows me is that we're absolutely in the end time. We talked yesterday about the, the four seals, the, the white horse, the red horse, the black horse, and the green horse, and that they're spirits that control the ideologies of mankind in the end time. The white horse, just to keep it short here, the white horse would be the, the spirit of, is, of uh, Catholicism, the red horse, communism, socialism, the black horse, capitalism, and then the, red, the green horse, which the original word for pale there in, a, in a, the Greek is chloros, which was green, the rise of is, the Islamic spirit in the earth today. It simply shows me that we are just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. The green spirit, the Islamic spirit in the earth, is the last spirit to arise before the Great Tribulation. The Great Tribulation is the fifth seal in the book of Revelation. The sixth and seventh seal is the second coming of Jesus Christ and the Battle of Armageddon. Wow. And so for, when I look at the conflicts going on in the Middle East, it lets me know we're just prior to the second coming. And also, there's something that I don't think we mentioned on yesterday's program, was in Revelation chapter 9, there is a war that emanates out of the Euphrates River region that will kill one-third of the world's population. It's World War III, the sixth trumpet war. The first, first five trumpets have already occurred. The sixth trumpet war will emanate out of the Euphrates River region. The Euphrates is housed in Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran, where the Euphrates and the Tigris meet right there at the end. It forms the last 50, 60-mile border with Iran. Those are the four nations. The Bible says that's where World War III will emanate from. And when the four angels are loose, their job will be to kill a third of mankind. Well, I know that war is coming. Well, if you look at what's going on with Iran and them having the ring of fire around Israel, and they believe that they're religiously bound to eradicate Israel from the Middle East and to destroy big Satan, which is the United States, that's why, you know, in uh, Syria and Iraq, over the last couple months, they, the, they, we uh, have had drone attacks on our United States installations there yeah. I, I, I don't know how many times. It's like over 100 times now. So the thing is, is that they're marching forward with their religious orders from their so-called God, their ideology, this Mahdiism. And it just shows me that could a lot of people have had the question, could this be, this Hamas situation? 
and Israel, could this be the beginning of that World War III scenario? I say that it could be. I don't know for sure because there was ISIS and the Syrian Civil War and a lot of different things that happened that didn't end up being that. But a lot of people believe that there's a guy who wrote an article in the Jewish News Syndicate years ago. He, his name was Ken Abramowitz, and he speculated that we could be in World War III already. It just hasn't escalated to the point where we have mass casualties because of what Iran has been doing, positioning themselves around Israel this whole time and, and the United States. It goes along with the Mahdiism teaching, but that they are they're preparing the way. They're preparing the way for the Middle East, and they want to implement the Shia version, the, the Sharia law globally, mm. and they see the United States and Israel standing in the way of that. So he speculates, we've been in World War III for many years. It just hasn't escalated the point. Wow. Well, now what look what happened with Hamas the other day. Mm. And so he thinks that this may be the beginning of it. And honestly, I don't know for sure. I should say that, but it very well could be. Iran, wow. Iraq, what they, what they, there is so much. Iran really is behind a lot of this. Yeah, and the head, head of the snake. Head, yeah. yeah, head of the snake. That's yep. right. Uh, and this sixth trumpet war, mm -hmm. you're talking about it, that it, this could be the beginning of it, you're saying. Uh, yeah, I, well, I say it could be. I'm speculating at this point. Um, but the, the thing is, I don't see, because of the doctrine of Mahdiism and the indoctrination of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC, it's not going to go away. They believe no. they're, so the, the, uh, like we talked about yesterday, Russia and Ukraine is a geopolitical. They're, they're after uh, property. China and Taiwan is a geopolitical situation. They're after just, we want Taiwan back. No, we're going to declare independence. Geopolitical. With Iran, it is religious. They believe that they're, right. they're bound to prepare the way in the world for their Mahdi to come, this 12th imam, mm -hmm. and they believe they're religiously bound to destroy Israel. They've actually launched bombs over the last couple of years with, uh, it, we, we're going to destroy Israel and stuff like that. Israel needs to be eradicated on the bomb and that they've been testing. So that's not going to go away. So I watch this situation very closely. I've seen the ring of fire where they've set up this, this missiles that are all pointed at Israel, all the way around Israel. I've watched this for years, and now this happened on October 7th with me and my wife had a tour group there uh, in all of that. I told the story on yesterday's program, but it's very important that we understand that it's the sixth trumpet. The first five trumpets have already occurred. Many people teach that only the seals, trumpets, and vials happen during the final seven years, but that's not scriptural. This, the first four seals have already been opened. That's the white, red, black, and green spirits loosed in the earth, and they control basically the major ideologies on the planet. Mm -hmm. Catholicism controls about has about, what, 1.3 billion adherents. You have the um, co communism, which is most of the, the majority of nations on the earth now are at least socialistic leaning. You have uh, capitalism, and then you have the Islamic spirit. The, Islam, the, the Bible says that uh, they would control about a fourth part of the earth, and they have about 1.9 billion adherents. Wow. As of November of last year, the, the, earth, went, the, the earth met um, an 8 billion population. So now Islam, the Bible says they'll control a fourth part of the earth, and they've got about 1.9 billion adherents, right at one-fourth, wow. exactly what the Bible says 2,000 years ago. Wow. wow. Yes. <laughs> Why are so many in America standing against Israel? Um, well, I believe for two reasons. Number one, 
they are, we're, America's very biblically illiterate. I'm just going to tell you that. We're on a Christian program here, but even Christians that I know, many, are biblically illiterate, you guys. And the fact of the matter is, if they understood the Bible, you can't understand the Bible and be against Israel. It's not possible. That's right. And you can't, and, and along with that, my second point would be, you can't understand the history of Israel from a biblical perspective, even, his, even the history books, and yet say, well, I'm against Israel. Because back in Genesis uh, 15, 18, God gave that land to Abram at that point. And if you go out throughout the book of Genesis, he gave that land to not Ishmael, which was the firstborn of Abraham, by the way, mm-hmm. by Hagar, but the promised child was Isaac. And God said, Abraham, and this is Genesis 17, he said, Abraham said, well, what about uh, um, your wife's going to have a child? And Abraham laughed and said, yeah, right. What about Ishmael? And God said, I've recognized Ishmael, but the promise is through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that lineage. And he said, I'm going to give you this land. He actually gave two promises. I'm going to give you the promised land and the promised seed, not seeds, plural, but seed. Which would have been, which is Jesus Christ, is what it ended up. That's the fulfillment of the prophecy. But the promised land, he said, I will, this is Genesis 15, 18, I'll give you the promised land from the river in Egypt. Now, look at what Israel, I wish we had a map here because look at the little uh, sliver of Israel. Yeah. Look at the little sliver of land that they have. Yeah. But God said, I'm going to give you the land from the river of Egypt all the way up to the great river, the river Euphrates, which is clear up in Syria. Israel only inhabits a very small portion. They've only inhabited the full promised land during the kingdoms of um, David and Solomon. Other than that, they've been fought against. They've been, uh, had to been uh, exiled out of Israel. So now they have a, just a very small sliver. But God promised them that land to them. Well, for the United Nations Secretary General to stand in the, in the General Assembly and say, well, they, this really didn't happen in a vacuum because Israel's the occupier there. They've been ah. dealing with that for 56 years. He made that statement because he does not understand the Bible and he does not understand history. That is history. That is Israel's land yes. given to them by God. Yes. It is not. The, I don't care about the United Nations. They're irrelevant in my mind. I wish they'd fall off into the sea, honestly. Yeah. But the fa- and not the people, but the building. Okay, right. I should say that. <laughs> yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that it is Israel's land. It was given to them by God. Iran can try to destroy all they want, but the fact of the matter is Israel will never be destroyed. It's in the prophecy of the Bible that Israel will be here all the way through. God's got his hands upon them. End Time Ministries has a huge role in the end time, warning the Jews out in, the, in Judea to flee. God certainly has a prophetic destiny for them, uh, and nobody else is even really teaching about this that I know of. Uh, in Matthew 24, Jesus said, when you see, therefore see the abomination of desolation occur, Mm-hmm. spoken of by Daniel the prophet back in Daniel 9, 27, he who readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee. When you see the Antichrist stand in a rebuilt Jewish temple proclaiming to be God, Jesus specifically said, let them which be in Judea flee. He's talking to us, modern day. He's talk, in, in Matthew 24, the Olivet Discourse, he's teaching the um, what's going to happen at the end of this age. He's answering their question. So, he says, when you see the abomination of desolation occur, that event, which is going to be in our time, you guys, he said, let them which be in Judea flee. The modern-day Judea is right on the back of the Mount of Olives, and it goes all the way to the Jordan River. It is the West Bank region today. So he warned those out there, you Jews out there, flee when you see that event occur. 
Most Jews, I teach in a Jerusalem prophecy college every Thursday morning from my studio in Dallas. Most Jews don't follow the Bible. God has given us a unique way to take Jews using Bible prophecy from the Old Testament into the New Testament. Didn't know that was possible, did you? Well, we're doing it. I do it every Thursday. I've got them asking questions. What the book of Revelation mean when it says this? Jews. So, and it, it's been very influential when you talk to them about salvation, a lot of different things. Well, I don't know of anybody else that believes that's even teaching that we're gonna, we need to warn the Jews in Judea. So End Time Ministries has got a huge role because we've got a college in Israel, downtown Jerusalem, and when the final seven years hits, we're going to mail a magazine to every home in Israel, End Time Magazine, warning what's coming. And three years into the final seven years, we're going to do a door-knocking campaign to every home in the West Bank after we've sent them a magazine, warning them, you've got to flee because it's they, the Jews don't follow the New Testament. So we either believe this stuff or we don't, and when you, you act on what you believe. Yes, you do. So here we go. Amen. It's going to be awesome. Good. Yeah. A different subject. The okay. University in America, the presidents of these universities refuse to condemn the call of yeah. genocide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Against, against Jewish people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I don't I don't understand it. Some of the greatest colleges mm-hmm. are anti yeah. Israel. Yeah. Harvard, and, MIT, and University of Pennsylvania. All What's going on here? Well, the thing is that, again, if they those people have to be completely biblically illiterate, plus many of them are bought and for, paid for. They're going right along with the narrative that they've been taught, and here's what you need to push. And yes, we're part of the uh, the, the this um, woke system, and a lot of that is anti-Israel. The fact of the matter is, though, again, it goes back to biblical illiteracy. My question when I get into a lot of this, somebody would come to me and say, I don't agree with Israel. I'm anti-Semitic, blah, blah, blah. I would say, number one, let's forget about that. Do you believe in the Bible? We've got to establish that, number one. That's where I want to go. Are you atheist? What are you? Because if you believe in that book, and I keep pointing, this is Mondo's Bible, yeah. but if, <laughs> if you believe in that book, mm-hmm. this is, let me see, if you believe in this book, right. yeah. then you believe the God of heaven promised Abraham that land over there, yes. and also... He said that I will, this, it's an everlasting covenant. Yes. And also he says that the book of Ezekiel chapter 37 says that I will, that when Ezekiel prophesied to the boneyard, I believe that that is the Holocaust. You guys have been to the Holocaust sure. museums and seen the bulldozing, yeah. the yeah. bones and stuff. Yeah. God said, I, Ezekiel prophesied to them and I will bring you back out of that into your land. Is, God told Ezekiel, this is the whole house of Israel. So he said, I will bring them back into that land. Those people that are there today are the people that God drew back after World War II. Mm -hmm. And so I don't care what the United Nations thinks. I don't care of any of that. All I know is that God put them there and he's got his hands upon them. Now, the thing is, these colleges today, the United Nations is anti-Semitic, the world government's anti-Semitic, and anybody who believes in that, which a lot of these colleges are woke, they have to push that narrative. So they're going to say, even if they don't know what they believe, we're anti-Semitic, we're pro-Palestinian, and, and this, that, and the other. So that's what's going on. I saw the video of the, the um, MIT, uh, the, the, the uh, leader of Harvard, the president of Harvard, and uh, the, leader, uh, the president of the University of Pennsylvania. And they were all saying that genocide against the Jews 
was really, it was, um, depends on the situation. They were saying, well, if people said that we're preaching the genocide of, of the Jews, do you agree with that? And they'd say, well, it depends on the circumstance. That's how they gave in their testimony before. And yeah. I said, but what, since when does genocide depend on the circumstance? It was totally crazy. So that's what we're dealing with. It's the false narrative that's being put out by the United Nations, the world governing body, and the world. And again, like we talked about yesterday, it's that spirit of Islam yeah. rising in the world today, and it's controlling a lot of minds and hearts. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, in the end, you guys, Israel wins. Yeah. That's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah. Israel right. wins. Amen. So, God wins. Amen. God, these are God's, Israel yes. is God's land. It, Come on. The, the Jewish people are God's people, whether they know the Lord or not, as their personal Lord and Savior. It's just like from the time you're in your, your mother's womb. It's like something you just know. Yep. Right? Absolutely. I don't know why I don't know why God picked the Jewish people. I don't know why God picked Israel, but he did. Yeah. It's Read right your Bible. here. It's yeah. in the Bible. And that's all there is that's to right. it. That's right. That's exactly it. Let's roll this about the American university president refusing to call or condemn genocide against Jewish people. Let's roll this. Does M at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of antisemitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when and it crosses into conduct. And is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? anti when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Come on. Unacceptable wow. is right. Yes. That's right. That's Unacceptable right. is yeah. right. What an amazing. And they, Dave, what do you think? They're the presidents of the of the university. Yes. Of, uh, yeah, MIT. Dave, this yeah. is why America's Harvard. in trouble. Yeah. Yes.
No doubt. I've never wow. seen you anything can. like this. Yep. And I, I, I mean, at Harvard, did they teach you just how to lie and say answers? Yeah. To get around things? Genocide means to kill off an entire race. Right. And they're saying, do you believe genocide of the Jews is is appropriate? And they say, well, it depends on the context. What <laughs> context would there be where you would approve that? So that's that's where we're at today, Jim. Wow. So they want to divide Israel. Israel is so tiny now. About the size of New Jersey. Will Israel's government try to divide the promised land and make treaties agreement with the surrounding nations, is that what's coming? Do you yep. see that in the Bible? Yes, yep, absolutely. Unfortunately, yes, Israel is going to go against the Bible in the future and trade more land for peace. You say, oh, they'll never do that. Well, hold on a second. What about Gaza? Yeah. Ariel Sharon gave Gaza to them in an effort to gain peace, but what has it gotten him? It's been, it's been war ever since. And so the, the thing is, is that I know from Daniel 9.27, the Bible says that the Antichrist will confirm the covenant with many for a for one week. It's a it's a week of years. It's a seven year period. If mm. you go from Daniel nine twenty four through twenty seven, it talks about a four hundred and ninety year period. Mm. And the the first four hundred and eighty three of those years, those have already occurred. The final seven years has not occurred yet. Most prophecy teachers refer to that as Daniel's seventieth week, which is what it is. It's a final seven year period. The Bible says the Antichrist will confirm a covenant with many for a final seven-year period. There are five characteristics, biblical characteristics, that let us know what that peace agreement will be. Number one, Israel is going to create, there is going to be a two-state solution created. So Israel is going to trade land for peace. They're going, there's going to be a two-state solution created out in the West Bank region. Uh, the Jews living out there will be allowed to live out there as a Jewish minority in that Palestinian state. The Temple Mount will be placed under a sharing arrangement. This is Revelation 11, oh 1 and 2. Land. Yeah, it's going to be placed under a sharing arrangement. Right now, Islam controls it. Right. So yeah. it's going to be placed under a sharing arrangement. Uh, that's Revelation 11, 1 and 2. John measure the temple, but don't measure the outer court. It's trodden down to the Gentiles for that final 42 months, the Can final three and one Can you explain why Israel doesn't have control of the Temple Mount yeah. when Israel yep. owns all yeah. of Israel right now? So in the 1967 Six Days War, uh, a lady is a very good friend of ours, Devorah Ganani. Well, a couple people that are friends of ours were there when Israel took back the Temple Mount. They said, the Temple Mount is in our hands. And what they should have done, God said back, he told Moses, when you go in that land, you tear down all their high places. You don't make any covenants with them. You absolutely occupy that land. Well, when Israel came back in 1967, well, so in 1948, Israel declared its independence. They were attacked and fought the war for independence that lasted till 1949. That was the armistice line, and that formed the borders that lasted for 19 years uh, up until 1967. When the several Arab nations invaded Israel again, thinking they could defeat them, Jordan illegally occupied the West Bank. So what happened was Israel defeated those nations, drove Jordan out of East Jerusalem, back to the current borders uh, that they have today, right across the Jordan Valley. And that's Jordan's borders uh, as we speak. Well, the thing is, they took over the Temple Mount. And when they did, Shlomo Gorin looked at um, 
uh, General Uzi, and he said, there's a plaque right there as you're going up to go onto the Temple Mount. He said, hey, I've got dynamite. Let's destroy the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the Dome of the Rock. God's given us the Temple Mount. And General Uzi said, Shlomo, be quiet. And he said, listen, you'll go down in history if you will just blow that up, and let's take this over for Israel. God's given us the Temple Mount. And General Uzi said, be quiet, Rabbi, or I'll put you in prison. Well, the thing is, is that Israel gave the control of that back to the Muslim Waqf, W-A-Q-F, because they feared the international community. Remember, they're just trying to establish this, uh, this uh, na the nation of Israel, and they, they've got to be kind of comply with the international community. So rather than just completely taking over, they gave it to control of the Muslim walk because they feared the wrath of the international community. Look at the wrath of the international community today against Israel, against Hamas, which is trying to destroy them. The international community is pro Hamas. Oh. They're not pro-Israel. So, and, and what's going on? That's why General, uh, the General Secretary Guterres said, well, it just didn't happen for no reason. They've been putting up with 56 years of occupation by the Israelis. That's actually not true. Israel's not occupying the land. God gave them yeah. that land. And that's why I say only people who are biblically illiterate could have that mindset. That's right. mm. And that's what we're dealing with. You're dealing with people here in America, the international community, the United Nations, all around the world that are biblically illiterate. So that's where, when we talk about this, um, this discussion, I've had it with many people. I ask them, do you believe this is the word of God? Yes. Do you believe that? Yes. If you believe that, then we can proceed in our conversation. Because if you don't, then I can talk to you about the Bible and what God did to Moses and, and uh, Abraham and all them, and they'll say, uh, I still believe that's the occupation. Antonio Gutierrez is totally biblically illiterate. But when you talk to Netanyahu, he'll say, oh, no, we've had this land for 3,000 years, and he can walk you right through it because he believes the Bible. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the important thing. Um, but Israel's going to divide the land in the near future. Uh, they're going to sign a peace agreement. There's going to be a peace agreement signed. I know it sounds impossible, but it's going to happen, and, but it's going to only last seven years. At the end of the seven years, that's when the, the, the Jerusalem is still going to be left to the end, the status of Jerusalem. That's really the big crux to the matter in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Who controls the Temple Mount? Who controls Jerusalem? And they are going to leave in that this, the five characteristics Israel's going to be allowed to build their third temple as a result of that sharing arrangement of the peace agreement. But the Jerusalem is going to be saved all the way to the end, the status of Jerusalem. That they're, they're going to say, look, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's get as much as we can done here in the beginning. Sign the agreement. The Bible says it's an interim agreement, seven years. It's not a permanent agreement. At the end of the seven years, the international community is going to look at them and say, hey, we're going to, we're going to settle the status of Jerusalem. Israel's going to say, no. We're never going to give up Jerusalem ever again. That's when the Bible says the world governing armies will be gathered to the nation of Jerusalem to the battle of Armageddon. We're staring this right in the face. You all wow. understand wow. this. I'm not making this stuff up. Wow. We're staring it right in the face. It's coming, and Israel is going to trade land for peace, but at the end, they're going to fight the world government over it. Wow. Yeah. That's right. Do you have any updates on the prophesied red heifer? Yeah, I actually do. Um, the, so I talked to Byron Stinson the other day. He's the guy from Texas that found the red heifers for the Temple Institute. Yes. They have, um, they've, they had originally five. One of them got a blemish and was, uh, you know, it was deemed uh, unusable. And so they still have four, 
and they're planning on next Passover next year, they're planning on sacrificing that red heifer uh, to get the ashes for the atonement for Israel, depending upon the war. He told me, he said, as of right now, we're still planning on doing that, but it depends on how long this war goes, uh, if we will be able to do that. But as of right now, they still have four viable candidates, the heifers. They're up in ancient Shiloh right now. They're in a protected region. And if they can, um, next Passover, they're going to still try to sacrifice that. All they wow. need is one. Wow. And then they would be, at that point, they would be ready to sign an agreement, build their temple, mm -hmm. and we're off to the races after that. So right. a lot of stuff's happening right now. Boy, is crazy. there ever. Yeah. Okay, would this be a real quick time that I can share real quick about um, your new book? Would you yes. tell us about your, your new book that's actually with your late father-in-law? Can you yes. tell us all about this? Yeah, absolutely. And the DVD. Yes. So um, I think you guys actually have a, there's a special going on right now, yes. which I was kind of shocked <laughs> okay. because okay. They, the book's brand new and they're already putting it on sale. Uh, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Who's doing this stuff? Oh, the Jim Baker show. But, yeah. Favor. Yeah, there you go. For you guys. Amen. Yes. Amen. So the, uh, the, the deal you're seeing on the screen there uh -huh. is the, the two books of Revelation my father-in-law wrote and the new book, Understanding the End Time, which walks you through all these prophecies we've been talking about. Uh, it is the, the first chapter, United States, other modern nations in the Bible. The, the, those modern nations federalize into a world-governing body, body, chapter 2. The um, Islam and Bible prophecy, the four seals, uh, the uh, World War Three. Then it goes into the history and the future of Israel. It goes into the Holy Roman Empire, the Antichrist and the false prophet, the mark of the beast. Two chapters on the world, world religion, the seven trumpets, the second coming, and then the last chapter is the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. and that's the entire chapter. And then the so that's one bundle, yeah. all the revelation and the book, okay. one bundle, and then also the DVDs now okay. that go with that is uh, myself and Irvin Baxter teaching through that book. But you get all the videos, you get the clips, you get all the audio, the different speeches, and uh, us teaching through it. A lot of pastors, Bible study teachers, people just wanting to know are gobbling up these DVDs. Yeah. Uh, and we just had to hire some more shipping people to help get all this stuff wow. out. It's crazy. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so you can visit our website, jimbakershow.com, and click on the End Time affiliate link where you can have access to these offers. They're available right now. Remember to use the code PTL to receive an additional 10% off of your your offer. I do want to also mention that you can call our toll-free number here at Morningside. That number is one 888 to place your order as well. Boy, you know what? This would be an amazing gift to give somebody, maybe your pastor, whoever, but somebody, Bible study, maybe you could become a Bible study leader at your own home and, sure. and do this, but, but to start the whole new year off and start and learn more and more and more and the days that we're living in. Yeah. Be sure to go to thejimbakershow.com. And remember, you're getting a 10% discount. Yes. When you go there to do that yeah, today. Right. So that's good. And it's so important for you to be up to date on what's happening. Amen. Because you're living in the end times right. Bible. And yes. God chose us to live at this, at this that's moment. Exactly right. That's what's yeah. exciting about it. I mean, it seems real dark. It's... This Israel thing's been real hard to yep. take, you know. I mean, I don't think a, tear, a, a day goes by where I, I don't have at least one tear. I, I, I think about these people and the hostages yeah. and the families yeah. and, and, and the horrific yeah, barbaric. Right. But, but these are the things that we as a church, as believers, that 
we stand strong. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for peace of Israel right. every single day. And Dave, I know when you were there, you guys were there. Yeah. I mean, you and Janet, you guys were there when it, when the, the, the war broke out, so That's to right. speak. One of the things I will say really quick is that our guide has our guide has guys down in Gaza fighting. He has three sons, and he has contacted my wife and said, "Hey, please pray for us." This is happening. Please pray for us. This is happening. Mm. So Israel covets our prayers. Yeah, it's yeah. just not some exercise that we do to say we pray. We li- we actually pray for these people because yes. God That's can move right. on their behalf. Yes. And so prayers do work. They do. God answers prayers in yes, 2023. And so, you know, e- even, yeah, money helps and they they need uh, yes. deodorant and all this other stuff. But yes. also, if we pray for them daily, God's Amen. keeping his hand upon them. Yeah. Very thankful for that. And they know we're praying for them. Amen. That's yeah. so Amen. good. Yeah, and we want you to be sure to order your Christmas things through our ministry this year to help us to uh, get over the hump at Christmas time when people stop giving, and we want people to give, and uh, we're we're moving up, and we're just believing God that we're going to have total victory. We're going to have a Christmas miracle, Amen. and it, the beautiful uh, Christmas variety, variety bucket. bucket is just filled with great things. Yes, right. that's right, Dad. And it's available right now. This is the Christmas variety bucket from Augustine Farms, up to 30-year shelf life food, 149 servings with 17 different variety of food that is available here. This is the Christmas variety. And I do want to say, if you haven't gone to the website, to the Augustine Farms, go and check it out because right now, they have blessed our ministry. This is the lowest price that the food bucket has ever been. And so you can go there to Augustine Farms through our jimbakershow.com. You can also call that toll-free number on the screen that comes directly here to Morningside. It's 1-888-988-1588. And we have a new food product. This is exciting. Is yes. our grid down? Chow down. That Chow sounds down. Now we just like shared this country with western. Dave. We just, yeah. we just Chow shared down. this with you. And, and it's pure beef, yeah. pure yes. beef, and it is so good. Okay, so it, <laughs> I I'm, had it at the house gra- the other night. It's grass-fed and grass-finished, freeze-dried, uh, raw beef. So yes, the, so this is real beef. Else. And yes. if you want like chili with this, that's right. This is real beef, and you can make the greatest yeah. chili you've ever okay, had. Okay, honey, we yeah. have a real quick bill. A B-roll, if they'll just run that for us, please. Okay, would you roll that? And you order it while they roll it. Hey, guys, we got this grid down chow down, grass-fed, grass-finished, freeze-dried raw beef. And I want to use it for dinner tonight. First step, let's rehydrate it. All right, so let's open this up. So you can see everything inside is vacuum-sealed. We're going to open that up and remove these preserving packets. So inside, this is our raw beef that has been freeze-dried. Break it up into a bowl. It's really easy to break up. You just wanna break it up in a few pieces. Makes the water a little bit easier to absorb as it's rehydrating. There you have it. Next up, we just need to get enough water to cover our meat. Okay, we've got two to three cups of cool water here. We're simply gonna pour it over our meat until it's fully submerged. All right, it's been just over 10 minutes. You can see the blood and the fat have really come back to life, are fully rehydrated. If we grab a piece of meat, it's really tender. The next step we're gonna do is drain the excess water. 
All right, we just have a colander here. I'm gonna pour that water through. Now you have raw beef. All right, we're gonna use our grid down, chow down, freeze dried beef. We just rehydrated it. Let's make some tacos. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. So everybody right now, call 1-888-988-1588 and help yourself be prepared. Amen. This is the, the, the newest survival food. Yes. Because this is, I, I mean, this is beef mondo. Oh, that's listen, right. when you go to the website, you can get four servings, 12 servings, 24 servings, 36, 48, or 96 servings. Do it today. Try it for yourself. Film it and share it on our Facebook page, The Jim Baker Show. We want to hear your testimonies. But right now, listen, we have been waiting yes. for this for almost 20 years. We have been searching for the right product. This right here. We had it the other day on stage. We made tacos. And what else did okay. we make? I think it was burritos. Uh, burritos, yep. And, that's right. Mexican and I want to tell you something. Real beef. Real beef. Yeah. And I know people in Texas, you, you eat on. a lot of now beef. Now, listen, I have, <laughs> and I've, been, I've been watching Dave and, over and here. Yeah, I'm wanting to buy some. There's no oh, preservatives. Yeah, like, wow. wait a minute. This is good. Yeah. And no salt or anything. Right. So yes. you, all you people on any diet, you can eat this. Yes. And this is good for you because it's got a lot of protein. Most important, this is 10 to 15 year shelf life. So, Dad, as you said, this has always been the the missing component for us. We have the shelf life, the 30 year shelf life food. We have your gardens. Of course, we say get prepared with your seeds, your gardens. But meat and your protein has always been something that we have been looking for. And it's here. It's available. This is a freeze dried raw beef up to 15 to 20 year shelf life food. And so it's available right now. Go to our website. Check out. This is a brand new affiliate that we've partnered with. Grid Down, Chow Down, it's available on the website right now, or you can call our toll-free number, 1-888-988-1588. I am so thrilled to have Dave Robbins with me. Yeah. I have a couple quickie questions sure. to ask you at the end of the show here. Yes. And I can't stump you, can I? Well, <laughs> no, because I'll just say I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I've never been stumped. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say I don't know. So. so good. Okay, do you believe the Antichrist is alive on earth right now? Yes, I do. Um, <gasps> there, yeah, I do. I believe he's alive because of the way all the prophecies are converging at the same time. Wow. The, the world government, the world religion, world government's being established, the world religion's being established, precursors of the mark of the beast. Absolutely, we're seeing those on yeah, many fronts. The central bank digital currencies, facial retinal scans, I mean, uh, palm readers, people in tens of thousands of people putting chips under their in their hands already in Europe. Yeah, they are. So with all of the prophecies converging at the same time, I, 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 I mean, there's no way the Antichrist can't be alive because he's got to come to power in the next few years. You understand World War III that we talked about, the Sixth Trumpet War, that will be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. After World War One, the 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 the, Baba called, the the people called it the history calls it the Great War. They the the answer in the minds of the international community, the globalist, was world government. We had the League of Nations. Well, they Wilson couldn't bring his Congress in, so they the League of Nations failed. Well, they knew they needed to have a bigger crisis, and the United States had to be involved. Well, World War Two happens. Pearl Harbor was the event that got the United States involved in World War II, 
And on the heels of World War II that started in 38, went to 1945, the concentration camps were liberated, and the Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the bombs were dropped on them in 45. Mm -hmm. That same year, the Charter for the United Nations was signed, and that was the second effort of a world government in the, for the, the answer of world war. The problem is they still don't have the dictatorial totalitarian powers that they want um, in the world today. It's like a paper tiger. They couldn't keep Russia-Ukraine from happening because of the UN Security Council veto power. So what's happening is, Bible says World War III is coming, and on the heels of that, most of the nations will yield up their sovereignty, their armies, and will move into a fully functioning world-governing body. Well, that's the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. So that's, there's many reasons why I believe the Antichrist is definitely alive on the earth today. And so we're near that war, that last war and the end of time and the yes. Antichrist. All these things are coming to yes. fruition. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. What about the whole mark of the beast? Okay, we have, a, we have like two minutes. Okay. Yeah. The whole mark of the beast system. I yeah. mean, how do we know what... I mean, you're always saying, I mean, yeah. just like they say, I mean, everything. <laughs> sure. So the, the mark of the beast system, Revelation uh, 13, verses 16 through 18, the Bible says that they will cause everybody to, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead without which they're not going to be able to buy or sell. It's going to be a global economic sanctioning system, and it's going to be used to force people to comply with the Antichrist edicts of his world governing body. So you can see global sanctioning systems being set up right now. Yeah. One of the main things is central bank digital currencies. Sure. The, most of the, the vast majority of the central banks around the world are looking to implement a central bank digital currency. What that does is most of, most of us um, run on like a fiat currency, which is it's not backed by a physical gold. The United States went off the gold standard under Nixon back in the early 70s. So we have a fiat money. If I pulled out a dollar bill, it's basically paper. But the thing that gives it value is, is they believe the American people will back that up and it'll be paid for. They'll, they'll back up their debt. Okay, so it's called fiat currency. Well, what they're wanting to do is to move off of that and move on to, and, but the problem is with the, the world government is that a, a fiat currency, a dollar bill, dollars are freedom. I can give all you guys $100 and you can go buy whatever you want and the government can't tell what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So they don't like that. They want to track everybody and control everybody, exactly. so they're moving to a central bank digital currency. Mm -hmm. If we all went to a central bank digital currency, then you can be tracked, controlled. They're programmable. They're making them so you, if you, they don't want you to buy a gas stove, yeah. then they can say, well, you can buy whatever you want to with this central bank digital currency except a gas stove. Uh -huh. It's programmable. Or oh. if I wanted to donate to a certain ministry, mm -hmm. like let's say End Time Ministries, are and they, they would say, well, we don't agree with their narrative. Wow. So this thing can't be used mm -hmm. for that. Are they working on that controllable yeah, absolutely, money absolutely. now? Absolutely. It's all over the place. The Bank for International Settlements, the guys, the, the head of it is Augustine Carsons. And he just he's made several speeches lately that said that th we're working on the future of currency in the world and the central bank digital currency system will be a, this at the core of that. So they're looking for all of this right now, and it's the number one thing I see on the planet pointing us towards wow. the Mark of the Beast system. How soon Absolutely. can they put this all into effect, do you think? Well, there are many countries that already have it. Uh, there's 11 countries in the world that are already have it fully in effect. You're kidding. And, and of the 100. Mondo, do you know that? Absolutely. Yeah. We're no, tracking absolutely. it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to this headline. Musk predicts artificial general intelligence will make a huge leap within the next three years. Yep. It will change 
everything. Okay, so let me just end with this real quick. Our time is up. But this is why, Jim, so many years, 25 years ago when I met you and we met and married, you talked about how God showed you so many things in prison. One of the things he showed you is that we were going to have to be prepared physically for the last days that we are in. Okay, Matthew 24 has been our guide, as, as Jim has preached throughout the years, and Revelation and all that. But the thing is, I, I mean, I know you believe in preparing and and, and, and being ready for mm-hmm. these times because if you take the mark of the beast, then you're going to be able to buy and sell. But if you if you don't, you're not going to be able to go to the grocery store right. and get anything you want. It's all about control, right? right? right. right. And so that's why we're trying to help you get prepared with all the food, the whole new grid down, power up, all the or a grid down. down uh, I got that in my brain. Yeah. Grid down, chow down. down. And that's yeah. another thing you should go watch. <laughs> and talk. Anyway, and with with tools like this yes. right here when you have these tools which is your dave robbins understanding mm-hmm. the end time with Irvin baxter yes. your late father-in-law well he's in heaven i hate saying late but yeah. he's in heaven i mean he's exactly just, right he's just another he's a head a, a citizen of heaven yes. and so um but but brilliant where you yes. have him interjected yes. in here with yep. you this teaching you need this book this and is, your new book yes this this is for the church, the Christian must know where we're living. And this will show you what is going to take place day by day. We're in the time right now. This is now stuff. You need it now before it's too late. Mm -hmm. You better stay close to Jesus and talk to him and tell him you love him every day. Even if things get bad, just say, Lord, I'm ready to go home. I'm with you. Jesus is my Savior. I do have to go. I want you to come back. We love you. We're here because we're in the end times. And when I was just a young man, I was in my early teens, one of the great prophets of all times laid hands on me and said that I would help usher in the coming of the Lord. And I believe the time is now. Yes. The Lord is coming soon. Amen. Call me right now. And I do want to thank our friend Dave Robbins for being with thank us today. Thank you so much. And please. Thank keep, you, Dave. Thank you, sir. Please God bless you. And time ministries and your prayers. Amen. God loves you. He really does. Bye bye for today. Bye bye. We love you. Bye bye. <laughs>